Hello, listeners, and welcome to this brand new mini series I created called Overcoming Fear to Live the Life I Choose. I had the incredible opportunity to interview 10 women who chose to face their fears and create the life they wanted rather than living in the shadow of fear and settling for the life they were living. My intention with this mini series is to inspire each listener to walk with their fears and change the direction of their lives. Whether it's leaving a long-time relationship or quitting a job, maybe starting a new business or navigating death, experiencing health issues, whatever it is, fear doesn't have to be eliminated or conquered. It just needs to be understood and embraced and then told to take a back seat because this babe is behind the wheel and we're going on a new road trip. Each person overcame fear to tell their story to you and I hope you enjoy and are inspired by each one. Welcome everybody to the seventh installment of this little mini series called Embracing Your Fears to Overcome. No, Embracing Your Fears, yeah, and basically living the life that you choose. And um, I'm super excited to have a Southern California girl with us tonight. And her story is actually kind of cool because it's about you're never too old uh, to change. You're never too old to embrace your fears. So we're just going to start with that. Um, Bernice, why don't you start by sharing with us why you wanted to share your story about overcoming fear? You know, I really wanted to share it because it's taken me so long and it's funny, it's taken all this long. And now that I am overcoming a lot of things, it's like, so what was the problem? You know, what was the big deal? You know, we're, we're so, you know, um, deceived, you know, by everything that appears to be so horrible, you know, and we're, we, we think the best place to be is in our little comfort zone. That's not necessarily the best place to be. And I'm just so excited. You know, I call myself a late bloomer. <laughs> because how, how late long, how late? seven 70 years you know that's not enough <laughs> and if, if everybody if everybody could see you uh just like when we spoke originally it was like there's just no way you're 70 but yeah, yep 70 is just a number it's just a number yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm and i'm grabbing on to that too because it's just so the last three or four years of my life has just been so eye-opening you know and if I can tell if I can get anyone to to take that plunge a little few years before 70 <laughs> then my Absolutely. job is done yeah well share a bit about that like with this the the journey that you were on and then you came to a point where you realized maybe something wasn't fitting with the reality that you wanted right. so just take us on that journey right well, I was very, like I said, comfortable, you know, and it's, it's funny because I had to realize that all this comfort that I was in was also a form of selfishness. You know, I had to face that, that my being so comfortable, you know, was me willing to um, not impart things to people because I was, you know, scared to, you know, scared of what their response or whatever, you know, and so it was a, a selfish attitude that I, I was, but I was basking in this comfortable realm. And even with my, even with my first career, which was teaching, which I all, which I love, I still love to teach, but um, I would never venture out of my comfort zone, which was 
children, you know, the little people. Yeah. <laughs> the, little, yeah. the little people were not intimidating, you know, to me, yeah. you know. And um, I, I hid behind my sister for years, which, you know, we were, you know, best buds and stuff. So that would, on the surface, you wouldn't think that would be, you know, uh, because of fear. But it was. I was, I was letting her, because we were only a year apart, right? And so I was very comfortable in letting her step out and me just trail along behind her. And we go to the same places because we were only a year apart, you know? And I was seen as her, her sister. So I was accepted because I was her sister and she was the extroverted one, you know? She did all the talking and whatever. And on the surface, you might not think there was anything wrong with that, but I was really hiding because of, you know, low self-esteem or poor self-esteem. I didn't know how they would receive me. So it was easier just if I was quiet and didn't say anything, they would think I was smart, intelligent, funny, witty. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) They wouldn't know any of that stuff. So I was hiding behind that. And this, like I said, this is as far as I, as young as I can remember, you know, but it was a comfort zone was something I was accustomed to that, that served me well. And that Mm -hmm. I got to go places and had friends and all of that and everyone liked me <laughs> you know yeah it was a strategy that you figured out at a young age that really worked for you mm-hmm. and it um it likely held you back in many ways oh yeah oh yeah I I would not venture out to do things or whatever and then people would be shocked if you when I would do something on my own or contrary to how they saw me because they always saw me as a quiet shy whatever you know and then I would then I would shock people <laughs> they didn't know I had that in me or they would not expect it that like one one of my friends this was I was I was an adult and I had this party and um the party was primarily people that I was very very comfortable with old old friends but there were a couple people in there that were newer acquaintances right and this one lady said, and we're having a party, we're having fun, whatever. And she goes, Bernice, you're a nut. She said, she said I never knew what. I've never seen this side of you before. You're crazy, girl. You know? And I just looked at her like, oh, that's right. She slipped into the crowd of my comfortable people. She's never seen me like that, you know? She snuck oh, in yeah. by accident. I didn't know you were here, no. Yeah. You know, so there's a bit of a control mechanism there too, to control how much you would allow people to see yeah, of you and yeah. how much they were not allowed to um, experience of you. Right. Because I didn't no. know what their re- reaction might be probably. <clears throat> so fear of judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fear of judgment, which is of course so common. I would be so surprised if there's anybody out there who doesn't have a little bit of that. Just obviously to some of us take it to such an extreme that it just completely holds us back. Right. Um, so tell us about, um, give us a little segue into, okay, well, what was the, what was the biggest fear that you had to embrace and what, what was it that you did? Okay. This sounds kind of crazy, but fear of people. <laughs> fear of <You're> people. <laughs> I didn't okay. like to look at people. People were, people were always telling me, you know, you need to look, look when you talk, my, my sons basically would tell me, mom, when you talk to people, you don't look at them. You look somewhere else. You're not even looking them in the eye, looking face to face. And I didn't realize I was doing that mm. until they started telling mom, why don't you look at people when you talk to them? I'm like, huh? You don't look at them. You look somewhere. I don't know where you're looking. Oh, <laughs> you know? my. So, yeah, we're, we're looking at people, 
fear of talking to people. I did not even like to talk on the phone. I didn't want to hear my voice. I, I didn't know, I don't exactly know what all that was about. I like to talk on the phone to people. I didn't like to look face to face to people. Definitely did not to get, like to get up in front of anyone. Did not like to see myself in a mirror. Didn't like to take pictures, none of that. Mm-hmm. It was just total crazy. But if I avoided all those, I was very happy and very comfortable. I mean, I don't think I, I, didn't, I didn't see myself as having a horrible life or anything. I had a wonderful childhood, great life, but I had all these, you know, barriers and things to keep my life com- what I call comfortable, what I perceived as comfortable and safe, you know? Right. But it was not being around people except for my close knit people that I really, really trusted, you know, love me, love me regardless, you know, those people I would open up to, but just other people, no. And that went on for years. And what, and if you think back, it's, it's amazing how many um, relationships and adventures you probably missed out on because of that, right? There's always something that we miss out on because of the emotion that's attached to the fear. And and that was the biggest shock to me when I finally started coming out of that, how wonderful people were and how wonderful, what a wonderful feeling would come over me when I would engage with new people, you know, with interesting people. I was totally shocked. I was shocked on two levels. One shock was that I didn't like just disintegrate in front of their eyes. <laughs> I thought something horrible was going to happen if I even did that. Personally, something physically horrible was going to happen to me. You know, my eyes would start blazing. I didn't know what was going to happen, but something bad was going to happen. So I wouldn't, didn't want to do that, you know? And then the other thing was, was the warmth that would come over me as I realized that the interaction was a blessing was it a, a blessed experience. I would learn it was like a symbiotic relationship. I would gain from it and they would gain from it, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they would be appreciative, which was shocking, appreciative because when I started, this was from my network marketing thing, they had me start stepping out and initiating conversations with people I didn't know, which when I was first told that I needed to do that, I responded with, I don't do that. <laughs> and that was just like, that was the end of that conversation. I don't do that. You better come up with something else. (laughs) I don't do that, you know, kind of thing. And um, I finally had to do what I call pee or get off the pot, you know, because I said I wanted certain things. Either you're going to do what you need to do to get those things, or you're going to shut up and go do something else because those are your options. I had to sit down and have a conversation with myself, one of many conversations I had to have, and occasionally are still having, you know, with, you know, is this what you want? So what are you willing to do for what you say you want? You know, and, but that was such a blessing when I decided to step out fully, fully thinking that this was going to be the end of my life as I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) I was ready to be the martyr, sacrifice myself to prove (laughs) that this wasn't going to be good for me, you know? And so I was just so shocked at what happened, you know, and, you know, when you take one little step that encourages you and strengthens you to take another little step, you know, and that's kind of what had happened. So I was like, okay, I talked to this person and that was really pretty good. I guess I'll go talk to this other person. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, it's funny because, you know, listen, sitting here listening to you today um, and feeling the energy of who you are, it's, I mean, that's a gift that you have, your, your warmth and your caringness is just like, it's obvious, like it shines through so brightly Aww. and it was being withheld for so many years. Only certain people got to experience that warmth and that kindness hey and now you get to share it with whoever you want to yeah yeah and it's just so wonderful like I said I've grown so much in the last three or four years you know with you know personal growth in terms of you know what you see is what you get so why why stress over it you know <laughs> you know I wish to be something else or you know talk about yourself because you're not something else because that was something in childhood too since my sister and I were, were a year or so apart we were always being compared to one another with our features and all this other stuff. And I was always on the down end, you know, on the negative end, you know? And so, and I just accepted it and believed it, accepted it, and then just shielded myself, you know? Yeah, so that's where the fear came from mm -hmm. of the perception of being the less than one. Right, right. Yeah. Tell us the story about the hundred videos. I, I got a good oh. chuckle out of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when I told myself, you know, Peter, get off the pot kind of thing. And I was listening to different, you know, coaches and things. And what one guy I heard on the internet, he was, he was talking about how he started out and he decided that he would do a hundred videos consecutively. Every day he would do a video about whatever. And I listened to him and I go, hmm, a hundred. I said, but you know what, if I did a hundred and nothing happened, you know, then I could say, okay, well, that didn't work. But what if I did a hundred and something did happen? hundred. And so I said, I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Before I decide to give up on this, I'm going to do my hundred videos in a row. And of course, I didn't like even looking at myself, didn't like listening to myself. I love health. And so I said, I'll talk about health. He said, just talk two or three minutes about just what you love. And so every day I pick some health topic to, to talk about. I pick up my camera. And the one thing that he said that I, I, I clung to was, nobody's going to be listening anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I get up and the first thing I tell myself is nobody's going to be listening anyway. That's kind of a double-edged sword, isn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was comforting to me. Okay. No one's going to be listening anyway. So why not? No one's listening, you know? And then the other thing was that it was like, um, I heard from someone done is better than perfect. So I wasn't about doing it three or four times, practicing 50 times before I did it. I don't have time for all that. You know, nobody's listening. I don't have time for that. <laughs> Go for it. And so I did it and it was scary and I stumbled all over myself kind of thing and whatever, but I did it, you know, saying, well, that's done for today. And <laughs> about the 70, somewhere in between 70 and 80, something changed in me. It was like, you know, turn the page kind of thing. And all of a sudden, I didn't really care how I sounded. Mm -hmm. I didn't really care how I looked. I couldn't do nothing about it. It's like, this is it. I understood that people didn't have to agree with what I was saying. They didn't have to listen to what I was saying. None of that even, ma even mattered. What mattered was I was saying something that I was passionate about that I thought would be valuable to somebody somewhere, trusting God that it would reach whoever it's supposed to reach. I'm getting out there and saying it. And this comfort that it, my comfort level went a different direction. You know, 
I was comfortable in that, in knowing that. And it made me do things that I was scared to do. And so, yeah, it was beautiful. (laughs) And that's the power of like, that sounds like that was a breakthrough for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and in the world of coaching, we're always pushing our clients into a break or pushing them or gently nudging towards a breakdown mm-hmm. um, in a belief, whatever that belief is. And that breakdown provides a doorway, which you can choose to go through or not, that um, on the other side is something completely different. That's your yeah. breakthrough. So that was your breakthrough was like video number 80, which holy yeah. cow, that, I, I commend you like to do that a hundred days in a row. I know how much work it is to, you know, take the time out to do that. And uh, when did you do that? I did that before I started my coaching for my business. And so it was, so it was just, it was you know, God ordering my steps because when I went, decided I was going to do a business online, in camera, that on camera videos, that kind of thing. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do it on pandemic kit and stuff. And I couldn't run around, you know, everywhere. So I said, well, I'll just do it online. And so I signed up for this course. And the first thing they wanted to teach us to do was to talk on camera, to video things on camera. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I can do that. And they used to talk about me all the time because we, we had to video it and then put it up on Facebook for people to see. And they say, Bernice, you just get up and do it. You just do it spontaneously because that's what I was accustomed to doing. So you can tell you haven't rehearsed it over and over. You're not memory is not memorized. You know, you, you know, your talking points, but you just get up there and do it. And, and it doesn't have to be perfect. And they were like, great. Cause then you look more authentic, you know, you, yeah. you come off as more sincere and more authentic when you just throw it out there, you know, but that, and I was like, if I had, if, if I had taken that course before the hundred, there's no way I would have made it through that. There's no, there's no way I would have, because I wouldn't, they didn't have us to a hundred. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten to my 70 or 80th one, you know? <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the business that you're referring to. Like, what is it that oh. you, what is it that you embarked on? What yeah. is it that you overcame your fears and at 70 or probably in your sixties decided I'm going to start this different career? What is it? Well, didn't happen exactly that way. I, I, I was overcoming my fears kind of thing. Then my husband had an episode. He had an incident with, with sepsis. He had kidney failure, turned sepsis, got sepsis, contracted sepsis, went into his brain and his brain went berserk. Okay. And that gave me a glimpse of what it was like to have someone close to you, you know, have a broken brain. He couldn't function. You know, he, he's nigh to you for two weeks when they tried to get all the inflammation out and whatever. Then he had to do all this recovery and whatever. And thank God he did recover. He's he's doing very, very well. But during that time, it got me thinking because I was already into health and wellness, but it was like generic, you know, health and wellness. And um, I really hadn't thought very much about the brain, but I knew that there wasn't a medical cure, you know for dementia, Alzheimer's, and things like that. But I didn't know what were the practices, what were, what did people suggest for people that had this? And I was thinking about the people that weren't as fortunate as me, who is, it becomes a lifelong journey after that point. Mm-hmm. And that person doesn't come out of it. And it's just their whole life is changed. And I was like, whoa, I only had to deal with this with a couple of weeks with this, and then the recovery period. 
they have to deal with it for some 10, 20 years. It's not easy. It's not easy for either person. And so I really, it really got me doing a lot of research about the brain. What can you do? Prevent, restore, repair, whatever. What are they doing with this? That got me started with that. And um, then I had my own personal episode, stress episode, where I blanked out for a few seconds while I was driving, did not know where I was. No landmarks looked familiar. You know how stress can trigger things in you? Mm. That had been a stressful period for me. And I thought I was, I thought I came out of it fine. We fully recovered driving down the street. I scared the gajibis out of me. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, what's going on? What's going on? To the point where I didn't tell anyone about it for years, several years, not even my husband, because I didn't want to hear what they might say I needed to do but that made me say you know what this is serious business I'm going to find out what can be done because I'm not I don't want to go down this road this is not good and so that made me want to take some courses I decided to become that's how I got into brain health I said I'm going to sign up for this brain health course and then signing up for the course was one thing and I said then the more I learned the more it's like I got to tell people about this they don't have any idea. And then that's when, then after that, that's when COVID hit. So I'm like, whoa. So then people were having all, you know, mental issues and things like that behind that. I'm like, oh my gosh. I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, okay, and I'm going to do this online because that's the situation that we have right now. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to do this online. And, and I said, okay, that means I need to be on camera. <laughs> but I had gotten the hundred videos under my belt so I was like wasn't really that scared I knew I knew I could do it I knew I didn't know what to do how to do it right because my hundred videos are just whatever you know I didn't have any any formal training on how to do a video you know I just got there and start talking so I knew I had to have training and stuff but I wasn't I was no longer um, self-conscious overly self-conscious I mean we all still get a little jitteries or whatever sure but I wasn't overly self-conscious to the place of shutting down at the thought of being on camera or at the thought, you know, of, of recording something or whatever. So that was just, you know, God led and directed all the way. I was just, I stand in awe of how it happened, you know? So. Yeah. Well, um, so I'm just going to recapture the essence of your story because it's so uh, like, it's so powerful for anyone who's listening We're talking about someone in their 60s who pivoted in retirement, overcame the fear of being seen, engaging with other people, starting a new business, having to learn the whole online platform uh, to start an entire business uh, that, I mean, there is teaching involved. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you are still teaching people, but in a completely different way. So if that isn't a testament to you're never too old exactly. to embrace your fear. Exactly. I don't know what is. Exactly. So I commend I, you. I'm just, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. And because all of that, I, I'm having so much fun because I'm doing what I love to do. I am teaching. I am servicing other people. I'm showing care and concern. You know, I'm researching, which I love books. I'm an avid reader. Everything that I am is wrapped up in that. And then I'm more authentic than I've ever been in my life, you know? Wow. 
So would you say that's the greatest gift on the other side is you get to marry all these different aspects of yourself to become the truest and most authentic yes. version of yourself? Yes, you're free to be you. I've never free felt more free to be who I am, you know? Wow. And I'm comfortable with the fact that it may not resonate with everyone, but that's okay. That's okay, you know? yeah. That's yeah. fine. I think that's such a beautiful story, um, Bernice, and I... I I so appreciate you sharing because, you know, we, we create our reality, right? Most of us are living our, um, not our desired reality, but our current reality. Mm -hmm. And with the shift in your mindset, you don't have to overcome your fears. I've said this many times. You don't have to get rid of them. You don't have to pack them away. You don't have to park them. You don't have to ignore them. You just have to acknowledge them, recognize them, mm -hmm. maybe embrace them, and then just kind of take them with you and you know let them let them yeah. show up when they want to and you can decide if you need it or not yeah and so the 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 greatest gift in your story is I don't care if someone's listening and they're 50 40 20 70 80 uh this is a testament that you can do it at any age yes 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 yeah you know and it's, and it's wonderful it's wonderful on the other side. I can't imagine when I think about how many years I shunned people. I mean, I wasn't rude, <laughs> you know, I said hello and answered them or whatever, but I made no effort, you know, to converse, you know, to get into a relationship. If they, if they would come and get in relationship with me, I was warm and caring and open and I was ready for that, but I would not do that in reverse. And I'm like you say, all of the things I, I know that I missed out on, all the experiences, all the relationships and all the ties and all of that, you know, because I was letting false evidence appear real to me, you know? Yes, and, exactly. And I was caught in that for yeah. so long. And thank you for reminding us about that acronym too, face everything and rise, uh, fear everything and run. Um, and false <laughs> evidence appearing real like that's that acronym you can choose whether you want false evidence to appear real or you can um, yeah fear everything around or you can do mm -hmm. what I just said mm -hmm. yeah yeah so thank you so much for your beautiful story you are welcome it's so it's so worth it guys trust me thank I mean you. you know it's a bit go through it but it's so worth it on the other side and I'm and still learning I'm still growing if anyone wants to get a hold of you um, with regards to your brain health program, mm -hmm. um, how where would they find you? On my website, keepyourbrainsharp.com. I have some Oh, that's free, easy enough. That's that's it. Keepyourbrainsharp.com. And I have three um, better brain quiz you can take. Take a quiz to see how you're treating your brain and you get the results from your score emailed to you. Or you can take my uh, master classes that I have every so often. There's a schedule on, on my website when those are being offered. And then I have some paid for courses, of course, that you can take if you're interested in that as well. But yeah, keepyourbrainsharp.com. Awesome, beautiful. And I'll make sure that um, I've got that in the write-up. Okay. Thank you so much for keeping our brains sharp and uh, for sharing your beautiful story. And um, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you.